in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless us with a great, wonderful day to come and serve. I'm looking forward to the message this morning. Brother Bob is going to deliver service a little later in the service. I'm looking forward to that. But does anybody have anyone to lift up in prayer before we go into our time of devotion?
she's a long way from being out of the woods. But uh, and I guess something they're giving her makes her easy to bruise. But they've been doing, you know, um, she's uh, got a where they put the pick line in. It looked like she got. My mom said she looked like she got beat by a gorilla. And, uh, but uh, she was feeling some bad, a good bit better yesterday when we were down there. So. Several has been traveling. They've been coming home, you know, from uh, trips from the beach and different places. But they break the roads and lot of kids too. Wayne, uh, I don't know. Some of y'all know him. Um, my friend Herbie Boring. Uh, we've been friends since high school. Um, he found out a couple of weeks ago that he's got lymphoma. And it's it's already in it's um, it's it's showing up in bone marrow and in his lymph nodes. So he's went to see three oncologists that work in a team, and they're trying to figure out what their plan of action is going to be. So pray for her and Rhonda and that uh, they they. Uh, Take the uh, direction of the Lord and uh, His treatment. Yeah, you take that direction, you're going in the right direction. That's for sure. That's for sure. But Wayne, Nick, and Jess, and the kids, and David, they're all going on the trip. So y'all remember that. And our pastor, you know, they're they're coming back from the mountains today. They're traveling on, so pray for travel mercies for him. Well, any anyone else have a prayer request like to look up? Well, let's uh, let's go in the Lord in prayer, and uh, I'm gonna call Brother Ricky. Would you read some of these prayer requests? Yeah. Heavenly Father, we come back with a thankful for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Pray that you remember all these prayer requests. We know you're the one that can answer these. I pray that you go with us throughout this service, be with Brother Bobby, and in my house through that. Those the same, uh, part of this service. Amen. You know, listen, you know, I'm thinking about all these prayer uh, you know, requests we got lifted up, you know, each one of those we mentioned, I can hear God right now. I got this. I got that one too. He's got it. He's got his hand on every one of them. Well, Brother Rod, you come and bring our devotion this morning, please. Before I come, Elaine wanted to take a minute and kind of give a report on Jaden. Oh, uh, she's yeah. back from her trip, and um, she came by. and saw Elaine the other day while I was at work. She's got a few things she'd just like to tell us. I don't want to look all presidential here. Look at you, look short. I'm sure y'all wonder sometimes if we're doing any good with sending our missionaries out. I can tell you that 
we are accomplishing something. Jaden went with her, her, her Christian school is a Madison Academy, and they went to um, Ecuador, and they had a, a vacation Bible school down there to be able to teach the children about Jesus. Now, Jaden will never accomplish in chemistry or math, I can tell you, but she has a heart for the children in other countries, and they went down there and they had a wonderful, she was just enthused and excited about this trip and being able to tell children about Jesus that had, will never hear a word unless we send people down there. And she was happy to go. And, and if you wonder if your money has been spent well, it has been spent well in, in this endeavor. She told about some of the children. Now, now this was like a, it was called Velocihenda, but it was um, much like an orphan's home. These children have been left by their parents or, or other circumstances passed away. Um, there was a 13-year-old that had a set of twins. And she was living at home with her parents. They were helping her. And they left her. And she had nowhere else to go. And it broke my heart. I sat there and cried while she was talking to me. And about the other children, too. They have hard times. It, it is it's very difficult. And, and we have a community out there that have the gospel within their reach. Very easily within their reach. But they don't. And so when they hear this, in that period of time that she went down there, that, that's the gospel that they will hear. They, that, that is the Jesus that they will be able to have. And she talked about the food some. She said, we got a little piece of chicken. And she said, and we got rice. And I said, Jaden, I hate rice. She said, <laughs> she said, I ate more fruits and vegetables while I was down there than, than I have eaten in a long time, then a whole year. I said, that's what they can grow. But she said, they were good. I said, yeah, you go out and pick your broccoli and bring it in, and it's good. You get it at the store? I don't like But they were happy. She said they didn't. You know, they were they were offended if you didn't eat and drink what they had. So she said, I ate and drank what they had. And she said, Man, I don't like tea, but when they served me tea with lemon and a bunch of other stuff in it, she said, I just drank it right down. <laughs> but. These are children that don't have a lot. 
And so if we can give them a little bit of Jesus, I will I will do my best to try and support that. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you, honey. And Terry, we hear from Terry Bell sometimes. What she's doing is it is major. I mean, she takes she takes money and goes to different countries like that and and shares Jesus with them. And I think we ought to be helping if they're willing to take their their time off to do this. Uh, Terry is either on her way or on her way soon or in Brazil right now. Uh, that's our next mission is uh, to Brazil. I'm going to uh, quickly read something here. Um, maybe a little bit more than I normally read. And um, when, when we end, Brother Wayne, if you could, I'd like for us to sing uh, 110 in the Celebration Hymnal. Fifth chapter of the book of Revelations. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the back side sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel claiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, <coughs> behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And, behold, and I beheld and looked in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, worthy art, uh, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, for Thou wast slain, slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood uh, out of every kindred, and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts uh, and the elders, and the numbers of them were ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings and every creature and every creature which is in the heaven or on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying bless, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him that sitteth 
upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. And truly this morning, he is worthy of all the effort that we do. <coughs> all of the things, the, the things that we can do, uh, the sacrifices that we might make, he, he's worthy of all of that and much more. So, Brother Wayne, if you sing that song, it will take your classes. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Stand up the one that's here. Just stand up and sing this. <clears throat> So we believe that. You know, I, I don't 
uh, pretend to know the history of, of the church, but I know that there was a time when there was a separation that came between the Baptists that hung on to the Calvinistic teachings of, uh, of Calvin, um, and there was a time that we had churches within our county that that did not believe in evangelism, and uh, and so guess what? They're dead. They're dead. I don't know of one of those churches in our county that has a regular service anymore. They're dead. But they had the attitude, well, uh, they know where the church house at and they can come if they want to. Well, um, that that didn't prove to be what's right. It wasn't. It didn't prove to be what Christ commanded us to do in the Great Commission. So I'm very proud that we uh, give and that we do go into all the world um, because that when some, when we hear those reports and we have given something of our material wealth and we have given time in prayer then we can know and feel like that we've had a little part in that and that we have tried to do what God commanded us to do. I don't know how you feel uh, sometime on Sunday morning. Sometime I feel like uh, that I'll look back over the week and I think, well, I hadn't done this and I should have done it or said that that I shouldn't have said. And, um, I, you know, the devil try to kind of beat me down with all that. And I don't know, do you experience that? Am I not am I the only one? I, I do. I, I feel, sometimes I feel like a and that's when I remind myself of this, that I don't come to church because I'm a good person. But I come to church because there's a very deep down desire in my heart to be a better person. And so that's why we're here today, to worship Him and to try to be better people as we live our lives before uh, a very lost and undone and dying world. Um, I have to give my, uh, I usually give a nursing home report, don't I? I don't mean to, to fall in the habit to doing that, but I, I, as I was over there this morning, I remember Pam and I went to a George, uh, uh, not George, a cathedral concert in Gadsden, Alabama one time. And the Cathedral Quartet was one of the premier and will always be, although they're most of them dead now, uh, the, the premier gospel quartet that ever was in my view. I just, they were great. Well, two of their main uh, members that, that were always the constants was their bass singer, George Yance, and their lead singer, Glenn Payne. And we went to that concert and Glenn was from Stowe, Ohio, and they had occasion to be in the, in the hometown, and he and George was walking around, and, and George said, well, what's that building over there? And Glenn said, well, that's a nursing home. So I used to sing there all the time. I used to go down there. He said, well, let's just go down there a little while. He said, okay. And so they walked around and said hello to different ones, and... Um, 
And in Glenn, you know, they had gained a lot of popularity across the United States. And Glenn walked up to a lady there in a wheelchair and said, Ma'am, do you know who I am? And she said, No, sir, but you walk up to that front desk, they can take you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I thought about that this morning because oftentimes mother doesn't... Um, she, she will never say anything legible that I can understand. Uh, but once in a blue moon, then she'll out and say something. So we got back to her room this morning, and um, I, I told her I was, uh, we, we put on some gospel singing and sitting there. And I always try, I try to talk to her a little bit. And I'll say, Mother, I love you. And she, to that, she'll usually just kind of smile. And uh, I'll say, you're a sweet mama. And a lot of times she'll, I'll say, you've been a good mama. And mama, I, you're such a sweet mama. And she turned to me and she said, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you never know. <laughs> So that registered on her, that spoke to her, and she wanted me to know she understood that. That was the truth, she was saying. So, uh, of course, we're missing a lot of people today, but you know that doesn't have to hinder us from, from being in the Lord's presence and worshiping Him today. Now, Sunday school is ought to be a time we learn something. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, that's school. When I think school, I think about all the time we learn something. And wow, haven't we been learning a lot about the Israel and the Holy Land and all that's been so good the uh, uh, last few weeks, and I've enjoyed that. But as I was thinking about this morning and learning something, I thought about how that I sometimes get outdone with myself that I've been to church my whole life, very, missed very few times on Sunday being in church and Sunday school, and I'll skip, still get... Uh, confused over there in the Old Testament when I'm sometimes looking a book for a book. I mean, how quick can you find Hosea or Joel or, you know, you may do good on that. Sometimes I'll say, I'll just go back to the index and look. And uh, I thought, well, how many books are there in the Bible anyway? Can somebody tell us? 66. 66. I think that's right. And how many is in the New Testament? Six or twenty-eight. Go right in the middle. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. That's what I counted. And I thought, and you know, sometime I get over there in the Pauline epistles or somewhere, and I'm thinking, where's that at? Where's what that after? So uh, let's see if we can name the books of the Bible. Pam, you got a pencil? Of the of exercise to to help us. Uh, somebody just count. Somebody that can count. We don't have to say them in order. Oh, my goodness, we couldn't do that. But we all, it's easy for us to say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because that's the Gospels. And what comes after? Acts. Acts. Romans. Romans. First Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Galatians. Ephesians. First Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. What? 
Huh? Ruth? That's in the Old Testament. Oh, you're in the... No, we're just talking about the New Testament. Okay. We got 1 Peter and 2 Peter. We got 1 John, 2 John. And 3 John. Hebrews. Hebrews. Jews. Revelation. Colossians. Some Colossians. Ephesians. Ephesians. I'm trying not to look. See, I'm, I was sitting on the front porch this morning and I'm, I was trying to make my own list to see. And you know what I got stumped on? I could not think of Titus. And I couldn't think of Hebrews. But, but y'all have got that one. And what about the brother of Jesus? James. Alright. Jude. Did we say Jude? Okay. What about um, Philemon? It's there. Okay. <laughs> we pronounce that a lot of different ways. It's I think if I hyphenate where I can say it easy, I say Philemon. But um, so that's all of them. I think we counted them all. Okay, we got them. I believe we did. So um, so it doesn't hurt to quiz a little bit, does it? So, one of the last times that I taught, we taught we were in uh, Galatians, and we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. That was one of the last lessons. And I asked the question, what are the fruit of the Spirit? Let's see if we, let's see if we can name them. In Galatians 5.22. The three first three is easy because it's love, joy, peace. I can always remember those. Love, joy, peace. Long suffering. Temperance. Temperance. Meekness. Meekness. And patience. Gentleness. Self control. Goodness. Faith. Alright, who said self control? Okay. Alright, so some, some versions of the Bible say self control, and in the King James, that's the word temperance. But self control is a great, uh, a great translation of that because, wow, don't we need self control? Wow. And then somebody said patience. Did, did somebody, did I hear somebody say patience? Alright, in the King James Bible, it says long suffering. But patience is a wonderful translation of that too because that, we, that speaks to us a lot to say that. So I'm saying that to say this, that when we become a child of God and His Spirit indwells us, uh, we all have the Spirit living in us. But... Um, it takes, it takes still a little work to make sure that we are displaying the fruit of the Spirit. You know, some of us work on, on jobs or maybe deal with circumstances that gets a little bit uh, contentious for at times. And I'll, often on my way to work in the mornings, oftentimes I will think, Alright, now Chris, <coughs> try to bear the fruits of the Spirit today. Because sometimes we can forget about that and how that important that is for us. 
Now, when Brother Michael called me on Friday night, I sent me a text to make to let me know for sure that he wouldn't be here this week. Uh, I began to think about what do I need to say or do? And I thought of First Corinthians chapter twelve. And I want to share that with you this morning. You know, sometimes nothing can be said that's more important uh, than just the reading of the Scripture. So, I want to read this today because I, as I thought about us bearing fruit of the Spirit, it really came upon my heart about in, in, a, in a good way that I was very thankful for that God has also gifted His children with gifts of the Spirit. And when I thought about our church family, I thought about special gifts that I feel like that I could name that each one of you I feel like have. And sometimes we don't see that in ourselves. Uh, as much as someone looking in or one of our friends might see in us. So I wanted to, I wanted you to think about what gifts the Lord has given you individually and ask you how are you using those and are you using those to its full potential? Now, in 1 Corinthians, it gives us about nine different um, things that it refers to as gifts of the Spirit. But to me, I don't think that's an exhaustive list at all. I think there's just so many things that we can add to that. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it's going to leave you just enough time that I want you to share back with us what you feel like the Lord is gifting you with. And if you don't speak up, we may speak up and say something to you in the way of encouragement. 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give to you, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts with the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations with the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. I will just stop to elaborate on that verse just a minute. 
But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Every one of you, without exception, has some special gift or talent that God has given you. Now, it's our job to be sure that we're using it to profit with all. That gift is given to you to profit the church and your fellow man. And so, it's without exception. It's been given to every man. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So God has given those gifts as he will. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? It would be a ridiculous statement. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smell? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it has pleased him. And if we were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer. All the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. 
Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way, which leads us into Corinthians 13, which is a great love chapter, which is the more excellent way. So as I thought about this, and I felt like the Lord would lead me to read this chapter, I thought about our, our church and how that everyone is important and that everyone has an important function. And what we might deem the small things sometimes are very important. One time, um, and I, I'm glad that we take time in our church to uh, have this time of prayer request and prayer. Um, because Jesus said, my house shall be called house of prayer. And we take time to do that. I had a pastor one time that said, now we're not going to take up all this time requesting prayer for everybody's sore toe. And then the sister spoke up and said, well, pastor, obviously you've never had a sore toe. <laughs> <laughs> so the little member of the body can cause a great pain to the whole body. Yes. And so I did not really recognize till this morning that Elaine had a gift of public speaking. Didn't she do a good job, yeah, great Elaine? And when I think of Elaine, I think of uh, uh, a gift of faith and prayer because she is certainly a person of great faith and prayer. Roger, I see a gift of teaching in you and sharing as you do each Sunday morning. And wow, how that blesses us each time. Do you see in yourself, do you know what your spiritual gift is? Have you thought about that? Think about it. And when, as you're trying to determine that and pray about that, uh, ask God to, to show you. But while you're doing that, listen to your friends and family because often they're the source that will recognize a special gift in you that you might not recognize in yourself. And also see what those uh, positive attributes that come forth in your life in a time of adversity because that might be very revealing is what the spiritual gifts that you might have. What do you do in God's work that brings you joy? Let me ask that question. What brings you joy? Somebody? Anybody? Come on, you've got something that you do that deep down in your heart brings joy to your life and it sits in there Maybe you're not doing it as much as you should or could, but what's in there that brings you joy? Singing. Singing. Singing brings joy, right? It does. 
one one thing that brings me a lot of joy is, uh, and I guess it's because of the circumstances of the last few years and also having been ordained as a deacon, one of the things that brings me a great joy is to visit somebody that's starving to death for a visit. Mm -hmm. Well, I just get that, that brings a joy in my life. And uh, I, that, and so, um, that's probably, we could probably give a name to that as some spiritual gift. Um, when I visit uh, some people, and um, I had opportunity, Roger, to visit Bonnie this week, and as I talked to her, I thought, well, what a gift of faith and, and a prayer warrior that she is. I gave her uh, a good while ago, I, I shared with her something. I said, Bonnie, I want you to pray about this. And this week when I talked to her, she said, Now, Chris, I'm praying about that, and I hadn't forgot it. Boy, that blessed my heart. That brought a lot of joy. So that's a gift I see um, in her. And I could go all around this room and, and say a gift that I see in you. I tell you, God has um, blessed us all um, to enjoy and understand the great gift that He has given Brother Bo in a gift of encouragement. If you have not been encouraged in your Christian life through the witness that Brother Bo has been to us over the past year, I don't know what would speak to you. But what a gift of encouragement that you have in that. So um, seek out what those gifts are and, and use them. And use them. Um, be a blessing to somebody. Because God has given those, as we noticed in 1 Corinthians 12, He's given those to every person to profit us all. Yeah. No, Chris, it goes back to what was spoken of earlier this morning. We have missionary badness in our name because we are a mission right here right. in this community. Right. And it's our job to visit. It's our job to witness. It's our job uh, to, to be the light on this hill right here. And, 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 right. and because... Um, we, we can't forget I, I, I want to say this just giving our money to send people to different places is awesome but that's not enough and that's not all that we're required that's right and, and it's those around us that we come in contact with every day mm -hmm. if we can you let the Lord lead us by His Spirit those gifts you're talking about mm -hmm. then we can do the commission that we're commissioned to right. that's right that's right. Sister Patsy has a gift of faithfulness. And I, it's, it's, that, that speaks to me when people are faithful. Now there's a gift of faith that some may be stronger in, but she has a gift of faithfulness. She also has a gift of making a coconut cake and put together a shout. 
So not to make light of that, I mean, what I'm just pointing out that all of us have a special way that God has gifted us. Recognize what that is and use it. And use it to His honor and glory and to the betterment and edification of the church. Did any of you have anything that you'd like to say? Please share that. Yes, ma'am. I've always got something to say. Um, my gift was vacation Bible school. And I can't stand up like I have been able to. But I would like for you to consider just having a few hours of vacation Bible school on a Saturday afternoon or whenever it's, it's good for you. But when I think of Lily down here, Betty Hosmer's granddaughter, yes. mm -hmm. I just I just want to cry because nobody will ever get her to church without being vacation by the school. Mm -hmm. Just a little, just a little while. You hours. But there is something that brings me great joy is uh, every Christmas day since my sons were little, on Christmas, before anything was done, I always read uh, to, about the birth of Jesus to let my sons, my grandsons, and granddaughters, and great-grandchildren know that when they come to my house, on Christmas, it's not about Santa Claus or anything like that. It's about the birth right. of Jesus Christ. And when those, the little ones, their little faces light up and look so interested and so thankful that they know that as long as I'm alive, that will be done. Mm -hmm. in my house. That gives me great Amen. What a great uh, gift of ministry that is. Pat. That's that's one. You know, the, the Bible spoke of gifts of healing and, and we believe that all healing is divine. It's all given by God. And we uh, know that God can supernaturally heal people. But that is not... Uh, and we know we've experienced that in our life, the life of our family. But I view people like Linda and our medical folks of being people that the Lord has given gifts of healing to help us know it's all from Him. And so we appreciate them using that, don't we? Thank you, Linda. Anybody else a word? Okay. Well, maybe Brother uh, Michael will be back and... and teach us next week. Uh, we sure want to appreciate him and we encourage him for the preparation he puts in our lesson from week to week. So uh, let's all just lift up Brother Bobby in prayer now as he brings a message today. Please join in, be part of the song service and use that gift of music that you have to his honor and glory.